You are listening to My Friends and I Play Tales from the Loop, a tabletop RPG inspired by the artwork by Simon Stallenhawk. Please use this time to adjust your volume settings to your comfort. As a precaution, the language and humor is very adult and may not be suitable for young children. Any similarities to real-world events, persons, and circumstances is purely coincidental. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy. Here we go. Okay. Okay. It's the end of May, 1982. The scene opens up on the brows of furrowed students, intensely scribbling on their papers as a silent teacher watches over, anticipating trouble at any moment. You were on the last question of your finals. And then the scene for the music starts. It's Surrender by Cheap Trick. And the bell rings and everybody, everybody explodes. The doors blow open, the kids all run out in the hall. They're throwing papers up in the air. They're throwing open the lockers and dumping everything on the floor and just going crazy. Summer is here. Three months of freedom. Do whatever you want to hang out with your friends, make plans, and it's going to be the best summer ever. The scene starts in Mr. Newsom's science classroom. And he says, oh, oh, before you leave, Mr. Johnson, Mr. Johnson, before you leave, please come to the desk. First of all, I want to congratulate you on a job well done at Cypress Junior High. And I understand that you are going to Cypress High School, which can be a very challenging experience. That being said, I know the science teacher there. I've already told her all about you, and she's very excited to hear your aspirations to become a scientist in the future. I am so proud of you. Now, I didn't call you over here just to pump your ego. I thought it would be a wonderful opportunity to invite you to our summer science camping trip. We've heard some unique variations of frog calls over the past few weeks. <laughs> and we believe it belongs to maybe a new species of mud frogs. Isn't that exciting? He stares upwardly, energy filling his eyes. You can tell this guy just loves, has a purest form of love for science. Now, I know you probably made plans with all your friends, but the trip is next weekend. And I promise it'll be loads of fun. Just like our Friday labs. What do you say? There may even be s'mores. Mr. Johnson? Oh, all right. Yes, that's me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I didn't know. I, this is my first time playing these types of things. Come I, know, here, I, know. Come here, I didn't know when I was supposed to respond. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Can, can I bring my, so, is it just simply answer, or do I say anything more than that? You can you can say whatever you'd like to say, Mr. Johnson. This is uh, okay. this is you you know this person as your science teacher, Mr. Newsom. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm down, but can I bring my friends? Uh, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Invite the more, the merrier. 
I will take care of the permission slip with your parents. Cool. All right. Okay. Well, his whole body beams with excitement, and he lets you go out into the hall. As you walk down the hall, um, you see some of your friends, you know, going by. You know, this is the this is the really the last time you're gonna see all your friends since you're gonna be in freshman in high school next year, and it's a little sad, but that's why you're gonna spend the rest of the summer after the camping trip, of course, making plans with them and really just having having a a good time before some of them inevitably uh, move away or go to different high schools. But as you're walking towards the exit. Behind you, you say, uh, you hear a, a young, a young girl's voice that says, um, excuse me, Adam, and you turn around and you, you, you see a girl about your height with uh, black hair set into two pigtails. She's got, she's got some freckles and she's, she's definitely got big, thick rim glasses. She's got a little bit of a gap between her teeth, but otherwise, she's a cute little girl. And she says, you know, uh, Adam, I've, I've sat behind you all year, and, and I just, you know, it's going to be our last summer in town together, and I just, uh, I, I just wondering if, you, if you'd like to, to go out with me some, some, sometime. Mm. Sure. Oh, really? What about what? What about this weekend? Um, I have a science trip to go on, but you could come too. Come oh, you know this girl as Marcy Marshall, one of your one of your classmates. She squeals in excitement, and she decides that she is going to. Uh, stalk you home. So you two walk out the doors together as she seems especially bubbly. Did you say and she's going to stalk him home? Kind of like follow follow him home more than not towards her home. You know, yeah, now it just, you cut around. out for a second. So I just wanted to see if yeah, I heard yeah. that correctly. <laughs> She's gonna. She's just gonna linger around, huddle real close, you know, stare longingly into his into his locks of hair. Uh, maybe she has to backtrack around the other side of town to get back home. But she's just very happy to spend spend the rest of the afternoon together with her idol affection. Mm. And that's it. That's it for uh, for Mr. Johnson. Now at the same junior high. Mr. Hargrove, you come out of your seventh grade class and up on the wall, you also see a bold sign for the Cypress Junior High Summer Science Camping Trip, advertising a night out by the fire with s'mores, music, and memories, and many opportunities for bird watching, photography, art, storytelling, and at the bottom is a sign-in sheet. It also says food and shelter and all equipment will be provided courtesy of 
Cypress Junior High, and Ron and Nancy Hargrove. Do you sign up? Mm. Uh, <laughs> but we're going this baseball practice that weekend. Okay. So you are staring at the poster when somebody Oh, actually, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me ask this question. Have uh -huh. my parents talked to me about this? They have not talked to you about this. Oh, rude. This isn't the first wow. time you've heard anything about this. Hmm. Well, um, I guess, I guess Big Sis is taking care of me that weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So while you're staring at the poster, you. Feel somebody bump up beside you and throw his arm around your shoulder, and you turn around. It's a it's a young man around your height, who's kind of scrawny looking. He's kind of got a, a white beater on with jeans and a big black belt, and a and and cowboy boots. And on his head is a giant cowboy hat. And you know this person as Graham Montgomery, but his nickname is Montana, and this <laughs> is your best friend. <laughs> hey montana what's up hey purse what do you got going on this weekend baseball practice baseball practice yeah or maybe uh, i'm supposed to go on this fucking camping trip that my that sorry maybe i'm supposed <laughs> to go on this camping trip that my parents uh decided to uh not tell me about mm, well uh, your dad is kind of crazy about this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Well, well, so you two are chatting around, and you start making your way towards towards the exit as well, right? And you're talking about how you're going to get out of this camping trip this weekend. But as soon as you hit the doors, you take a right, and you start walking towards towards home. Halfway down the fence, you're stopped by two dudes. And they say, hey, Ritz, our favorite little junior hire. Why don't you give us some money like you usually do? You know, me, me and Jack O here, uh, we, need some, we need some study snacks. Right, Jack? Like, yeah, yeah. You know this guy is T, the big school bully. T and Jack O, huh? T and Jack O. I like Jack O. <laughs> Jack -O. <laughs> I love these guys. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, come on, Ritz. Your, your family's throwing a lot of money around these days. You got, you got any extra for us? You yeah. know in your pocket that you have $10, which is a huge amount of money for a junior oh. hire. And 82? Hell yeah. Yeah, and in the 80s, yeah. Jeez. Holy shit! They might a lick. <laughs> uh. Hmm. Well. Uh. All right. Um. What are you studying for? Are you going to summer school? Cause we just had finals, dude. Um. That's funny, man. That's funny. That's real funny. Are you saying I'm not? I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm dumb. 
Sam, I'm dumb enough to have to go to summer school. <laughs> well, you, you, did you skip? Uh, you skip finals because you might. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. That's a lot of questions right now, Ritz. What about what? What about you, uh, Tex? Huh? You got any money? So Jacko uh, starts to. It's big dude. Gets between you, you and Montana, and yeah, starts rubbing him up against the fence. And now between you and Montana, there's T and Jack O. And T leans real close to ear says, "Come on, Ritz. Make it make it easy for your little friend here, huh?" Hmm. Hmm. So are they like? What what are they wearing? What what do they have on them? T's got a fake varsity jacket on, which is ridiculous because there's no varsity teams in junior high. But he wants Jesus. to he wants to he wants to seem he wants to seem you know big you know tough. Underneath is just a white t-shirt. He's just got jeans and a and brown boots. Jack O is wearing jeans. And a, and a white beater with holes in it. He's got black boots. And how close are we to like the doors back inside? The door is uh is around the block. Oh. Well, hmm. I wonder. Come on, Montana. Ritz give you any allowance money this week? And they start pushing him around. Guys, 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 guys. Can't we be civilized about this? Can't we... Can't we be better than stealing money from people that are way smaller than you? I'm gonna Can't need you to that? roll... Roll heart plus charm. What are, you trying, what are you trying to accomplish? What do you want to accomplish? I am I I'm trying to keep them off guard. I think what I'm gonna do here's here's my here's my plan. Okay. Tell me what you're my gonna plan, do. My plan my plan is to kind of slowly edge away to give me a little bit of um to give me a little bit of room so I can go okay. run inside. Okay. Because so first I think I'm fast. Uh, so I think okay. I'm fast, but okay. okay so you. So first to distract. Yes. Roll 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 charm. So that's your heart attribute plus whatever you put in charm. Okay, so my heart is three and my charm is one. So I will roll four dice. Ooh, and I got a six. You got a six? Yes, okay. sir. So so you so he's looking at you, okay, okay. He's listening to you talk. And uh you actually got Jacko's attention for a second too, and uh, what are you gonna do now? You're gonna just you're just gonna break for it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to taunt them more and say, "Okay, so okay," and, and so I will. I also um, okay. Um, so I'm gonna so, let you, so so you're gonna taunt as well. Well, I, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off the taunt and then I'm gonna break. So it I don't think okay. the taunt is just a. I, I don't I don't think it's it's more just like and so I. So what I'm does Percy to... say to the bullies? 
And now I'm going to make sure you stay in summer school as I go get the teachers. Okay, roll body plus move. All right, so that's seven. Um, I got one six already. Um, and then so, and I got three sixes. You got three sixes. Yeah, man. Ooh. My God, body damn. five plus two means I roll seven dice there. It's almost like you had one foot and from the other, and after that, all you see is just dust just blowing behind you. And T and Jekyll, they get real pissed, and they start they start chasing him too, but it doesn't matter because you just blaze past the entire school, and you maybe catch the attention of one of the softball coaches. And they say, huh. Okay, so T and Jacko follow you, giving Montana time to run the other way. You made it to the front of the school, and at, at that point, T and Jacko, they give up chase. You turn around to see that Montana saved, and you see that he is nowhere to be found. Mm. I hope he got out. We hope he got out, too. We hope he doesn't come back in a future episode. All right. What? No, of course we <laughs> want him to come back in a future He's episode. gone, baby. All you do is bring him trouble. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, We're besties. Uh, you've actually been best friends since grade school. And you know that from when he moved out of town. He moved in from out of town right around the third grade. And uh, that's when you befriended him. And you've been friends ever since. You've been friends for four years. Cool. So you go on home. Your home's like pretty nice, actually. It's two stories with an attic. You've got two bay windows up on the front. You've got a huge foyer, you've got a big driveway, and you've actually got a two-car garage. But your dad actually likes to park his uh, really expensive looking car in the driveway so that people can look at him. And this is the home you come, this is the house you come home to. Question. Um, mm -hmm. Would you consider the foyer a lawyer foyer? I would if your dad was a litigator. But you know that your dad's been a petroleum engineer in the area for decades. You know, he this he is a big fish in this in this town. So you walk through the door and you get to into the living room. Mom, dad. You see your dad. You definitely see your dad. And even if you don't see your dad, you hear your dad because he's just screaming uh, about something on the on the TV. And he turns around and says, hey, Percy, Percy, come over here. Listen, kid, whatever you've got planned this weekend, you're going on this camping trip. You take this camera and you take this tape recorder with you. I want you to go out there and take evidence of anything you find suspicious. You hear me? So, wait, he's giving me a camera? And a tape recorder. Tape recorder? Wait, is it one in the same? No, no, two separate things. Okay. No, no. 1982. Right, right, right. <laughs> Sorry. You go out there and you record anything that's suspicious. Okay. I, I guess. Okay, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you. <laughs> and your sister is going with you. 
whatever her name is. I forget. Her sister. Her name <laughs> is Penelope Hargrove. She is 15 years old. She's about to be a sophomore in high school. And she is too cool to be hanging out with little kids. So you wonder what exactly she's going on this trip for. Yeah. And then the scene closes on the Hargrove family. So, next, Cypress, Oklahoma High School. Oklahoma. Sorry, I didn't know that was where, where we you, Where you see a young man, young man walking along with, a, with what looks to be a sports coach with a whistle around his neck. And he's got a polo on with khaki shorts. And uh, he's just kind of stout, and he's definitely got a big beer belly, and he's got a he's got a cap on that's trying to hide his like scruffly hair because you know it's unkempt under there because parts of his brown hair are just poofing out the sides of his hat, and he just looks kind of like he just ate a cheeseburger, you know, big old brown poofy mustache under under his big under his big nose. He says, "All right, Lonzo." Get in the truck. <sighs> so you get in the truck. It's kind of a dingy truck. It's kind of a bachelor truck. And it's kind of got kind of food wrappers at the bottom. And it's got like a little bobblehead of like a penguin on the dash. <laughs> and it just kind of smells like french fries a little bit. Okay. <laughs> starts up the truck. Starts backing out of the, backing out of the parking lot. And he says... Baldwin, what it what's what's the problem, man? What are what what have you been doing all, all year? I mean, you're 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 a good player, you know, but you've been giving me trouble all year. Every game, you got you got to you you go out there and you do good, but you you show off, you show off too much, and you got us in you got us in trouble at the regional game. You know, it's you know, I, I I tried to help you throughout the year, but what what's the problem? What's the problem, Baldwin? You know, I don't know. Sometimes I just I just feel like I can't be my best unless I show out. But if I show out, then who knows what'll happen? That's kind of weird that you say that because every time you show out, you get in trouble. You got yourself ejected from the game. Kid, you know I like you. I know, I know what's going on at home, okay? I talk with your mom, you know? You know I take care of you when I can, but I, don't, I, want you to, I want you to turn out to be a good kid, so I don't want you to think that this is a punishment. So you see him wheel around to Cypress Junior High, and he says, listen, kid, I got you a job for the summer, okay? A job? It's just going to teach you some responsibility, okay? You might, listen, you do good at this job, I'll keep you on the team. But if I hear any signs of you acting up on this job, I can't let you play. I can't let you play. You know, there's, there's other kids on this team. Here's five bucks, okay? Ooh. Call in advance. Go in there and, um, and do good. Okay? Just, just, just do good. At this time, it's, it's, around, it's around maybe, maybe 4 p.m. Around when? Huh? Around when? Around 4 p.m. Okay. So 
you follow the instructions and and you go actually go into Mr. Newsom's classroom and you know where it is because you used to go to this junior high. Actually, instead of Mr. Newsom in there, you see probably around a um, five seven thin blonde woman in um in a white dress shirt, a long black pants, and her hair tied very tightly in a bun and gigantic aviator glasses. And you know that this is Miss Sylvan. And you know you recognize her because she's your high school science teacher. And she says, Mr. Baldwin, fancy seeing you here. I will be your boss this summer. Today, we're just taking care of a bunch of delinquents. But they've been pretty good today. So I want you to take these five bucks. I want you to give everybody a popsicle. Um, yeah, I can do that, Miss Sullivan. But, you know, I can't really drive. And summer Oklahoma, by the time I get here, the popsicles are basically just going to be a bunch of liquid. So you hear the ice cream truck. Do a slow, do a slow roll up the block. <laughs> And she says, time's ticking. What'd she say? Time's ticking. Okay, you come around a second. Time's ticking. Better right, make I'll, a run for it. Yeah, I run after the ice cream truck as fast as I can. <laughs> Roll body move. All right. Uh, only have one D6, so buckle you in. One. Only have one. <laughs> Hey, Amazon's a fire, bro. He rolled games and goods is uh is not working right now. That's not good, man. Roll your one d six. So, you know, of course, me being the basketball player, my body is five, and I have two and four and three and move. So, so that's eight. Yeah. So everybody, just just relax a little bit. All right. And he only has one die that he needs to wow. roll. Oh, you only yeah. have. Oh, I thought you only had one stat roll. I'm like, you what? Oh no, no. <laughs> I only have, yeah, I only have one d six. So I have to roll. Wow. Eight, go to Google. Go to Google and roll and type in roll eight d six. Oh, yeah. Or just have four. Look, I was in your predicament I, a moment ago I, with I one want, less. Move, I want you to roll so. eight. I want you to roll that d six d six eight times. Honestly, I kind of <laughs> want up. you to do it too. Honestly, do it now. I got four d six. You can do it, man. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I got two sixes. You got two sixes, easy. Yeah. You flag that thing down, no problems. You walk up to this uh, ice cream guy. He's got the stupid little ice cream hat on, and <laughs> but he looks like he's like 30, like late 30s, maybe 40s. He's kind of got like greasy hair, but being kind of greasy, but it's also kind of gray. So it's kind of like real greasy and it's real gray. And he just looks like he's got this permanent five o'clock shadow but it's just kind of like unkempt and it's just it's not that he he forgot to shave it's like he's permanently in his five o'clock shadow and you know he doesn't keep up with it he's also got some bad teeth and so what do you want <laughs> dude this dude better chill out uh so i see you see on the menu popsicles one dollar one dollar? That's that's twenty twenty prices. Popsicles. Popsicles. Yeah, I'm not wrong about this, man. <laughs> that's a fair point. Fair point. It got gotta be a fifty cents. Damn shit. 
at most. He's supposed to be the one of the most... The they're very the, obstacles. The one with and the you, characters on them and shit. They have you, look, too, you look they closely. Have you look closely and you see that this is very fresh tape that he put over this this old price tag. Uh, that probably uh, used to say something else. Alright. Um, I'm calling him out on it. I say, sir, one dollar for a Smurfs popsicle is a little pricey. <laughs> Can you, can, you know, I don't know if you see me, but I perform very well at the middle school basketball games. Um, I think you can cut me a deal. I'm buying this for all my friends. Roll charm. Roll. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What did Jared okay. say? What did Jared say? Oh, I'm asking him to cut me a deal. Okay, okay. Because you're a star athlete. Got it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Hold on. My shit. Oh, two successes. Kid, just give me the money. Just he takes your five, he gives you two fifty and change. And he gives Hot you five popsicles. Hell yeah. How many popsicles? And, uh, How many popsicles? Five. five. Uh, that's a little bit better. Masol says Alright kid, nice job. Nice job. Alrighty. You know, I'm not gonna make you sit here and babysit these kids on your on your first day, okay? I'm gonna let you go home for the day. You did a good job, all right? But listen, I'm helping out one of my friends next weekend on his camping trip. I'm gonna be the lady chaperone. I'm gonna make you come along and then you don't have to clock in for the next week. How's that sound? Mm. I don't know about that one, Ice Cream Man. No, this is this is Miss Sylvan. Oh, Miss Sylvan, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the ice cream man. The ice cream man. Oh, the transition <laughs> happened really fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that transition was a little fast, but uh. Oh yeah. yeah. My bad. I said, uh, I heard okay. you myself, but but they're yeah. Okay, that sounds like a deal, Miss Sullivan. All right, it's Sylvan. Oh, Sylvan. Okay. okay, that's a deal, Miss Sylvan. All right, I'll see you next week. Or uh, this weekend. So she lets you off the hook. And you start walking you start walking home. You turn on one of the you turn on one of the streets and you look at down one of the alleyways and you see uh this dude in a in a slick black hair, kind of like with a with a white beater on with holes in it. That's a white jeans beater. And, with jeans a tank top and like- a uh, and, no, so I and said black, lots of and black, lots oh, of, oh. And, <laughs> and, black, and black boots. And Percy might recognize this dude as Jack O. Oh, because it's the same guy. <laughs> but you see that he's throwing rocks. And you look a little further down the alleyway, and you see an, an orange tabby. This cat looks like he's got a good scar, like a real badass scar down his left eye. And you know this as uh, the town's the town's cat, Whiskey. <laughs> and you see Jacko cornered, has cornered Whiskey and is throwing rocks at him, trying to hit him. And he's mm-hmm. thrown one, but Whiskey's jumped out of the way. What do you do? Hmm. Hmm. Give him his second loss of the day. Yeah, I'm about yeah. All right. 
I'm about to, I just, I yell out to him. I say, hey, man, you know, Whiskey the Town Cat, if you get hurt, everybody's going to be mad at you. Hey, asshole. None of your business. Turns back around, picks up another rock, and throws it. But again, Whiskey jumps out of the way at the last second. All right. What do you do? There any rocks near me? There can be. Uh, I grab a rock. Damn, there's okay. no intimidate. Well, it's under charm. Okay. Okay. Okay, so I grab a rock. Uh, I said, all right, I only give one warning. This is it. You can leave whiskey alone, or you can end up worse than whiskey. Roll charm. Oh, that's three you, successes. You. Three successes? Three. Okay. He, tur- he turns around, um, and he sees you, shoulder cocked back, looking ready to hum this rock straight between his eyes. And he kind of chews on his tongue a little bit, looks down at his rock, and he says, I'm not going to forget this. He turns around and he leaves. You turn back around and you see Whiskey the cat sitting on his bottom, up on his front paws, and with his one eye makes eye contact with you. He almost seemingly comprehends what you've done. Take the way home and that's it. Two game losing streak. We love it. So, the scene changes, and the music for this scene is Blue Oyster Cult, burning for you. Oh, God. The baseball field is currently being occupied by the girls' softball team. On the sidelines is Coach Sherman, a thick, brown-haired lady. You know she's got some bicep, she's got some forearm, she's got some quads, and she's got some hamstrings (laughs) in her Cypress Junior High softball uniform. Sunglasses with a cap, with that powerful back posture and thundering through her voice as she's cheering on her team. And at bat is Misty Harrison, helmet gleaming in the sun. The pitcher rolls back, locks eyes with Misty, and then a softball cannons at her. Misty, roll body force. Okay. All right. That's six. Nicely. I got two sixes. Two sixes, stone cold. You knock this thing way out onto the outfield. Sherman says, nice job, Harrison. Nice job. That's the last one. Ring it in. Okay, Warriors. That wraps up the last practice of the academic year. Okay? I am immensely proud of all of you. You should be proud of yourselves for winning the district championship early this month. Mm-hmm. You all start cheering. You played with fire, drive, and merciless willpower. We went to every field and treated it as our own. And we sucked the breath of life out of their homes. And we left their fields <laughs> burned and scorched. Walked away unblinkingly, <laughs> taking the crown. Her eyes are just cold steel. Now, uh, regionals are uh, in six weeks. We will resume the warpath. 
practice begins again one week from today. Uh, seniors, uh, these are the outgoing uh, eighth graders. This is the last game for you. Make it a banner game. Make it something that you'll never forget. Juniors, and she looks at Misty and, 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 her, and her classmates, step up to the plate. Learn from your big sisters. Two of you will be co-captains next year. And she looks straight at Misty. And she looks at another girl, a couple of people down. And you know, and Missy knows this person as uh, Angie Summers. Young blonde girl, also knocking it out of park as a player. Two of you will be co-captains next year. And we'll decide, we'll, we'll confirm that after regionals. They hit the showers, no junk food, dismissed. <laughs> so you, uh, you and the girls, Start start walking towards uh, towards the changing room uh, to go home, and um, some of the girls start to circle around and say, "Hey, hey, Misty, your uh, boys are nasty, huh? You wouldn't be into any boys right now, would you?" Um, I mean, no, not awesome, no. awesome. Who's wait? Who's asking her this? Some of some of her classmates. Oh, okay. Awesome, awesome. Listen. And they put and they pull you into into the room, and the last thing you hear is is uh, they say, "Listen, we hear there's a there's a camping trip, and some boys are going." And the scene closes around you. Wait, I want to know how I get roped into this camping trip. <clears throat> the girls um, ask you to go on this camping trip and find out. What kind of girls a certain boy likes? To find out what kind of girl. Oh, so they're sending me like the scout. They're sending you to scout. Why me? I don't even like science. You wonder. I know that feel. <laughs> oh wait, I know why actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How you guys doing so far? I'm chilling. Good. So 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 just so I can okay. remember, Manders' character's last name name is what? Hargrove. Hargrove. What's that? What's his name? Like what's Percy your name? Hargrove. Percival Percy Hargrove. All right, rich boy. Yeah, you sound kind of rich. And then um, and then Jared is Jared. What's your name? Uh, uh, Lonzo Baldwin. Lonzo. Uh, yeah. Lonzo. Like Lonzo Ball? No, Lonzel. Oh, Lonzo. Oh, Lonzo. With, with an L? Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. thought, I thought you were And then Annalisa is Misty Harrison. Misty Harrison. And you're... Adam Johnson? Was that it? That's right. All right. Mm-hmm. AJ. AJ. <laughs> AJ. I dig it. Oh, you know I'm going to fucking pull that out immediately. <laughs> yeah, me too. The three All jocks, right. three jocks, and the science nerd. Let's go. <laughs> All right, three, three jocks. You're just a fucking rich kid. Hey, I'm a great shortstop. Who has <laughs> yeah. no oh, okay, you're like, I'm a shortstop too. Hell yeah, let's go shortstop. Shortstop unite. <laughs> who uses the f bomb at at a very young age? That's what you are. Who? To be fair, I scrubbed that. I scrubbed that. Uh, excuse me. 
Oh no, you. What did Vanda say? He said, "Why the fuck would I want to do that?" Yeah, and I immediately went, "Sorry, why would I do that?" Okay, okay. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Uh, wait. Give me like, give me like ninety seconds. BRB. Okay. Yeah, I need another beer. Yes, same, 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 same. Okay. Okay. Oops, sorry listeners, some audio went missing, so I'm filling in what was missed. After our intermission, the players were asked to pack two things to bring on the camping trip. Percy's items were already spoken for by his dad, a photo camera and a tape recorder. Misty packed a journal and a Walkman, Lonzel packed a flashlight and a boombox, and AJ packed binoculars and a magnesium fire starter. Everybody packed? Is there... Yep, so, Mr. Newsome drives up in his in the school van and picks up each and every one of you and uh the last stop is he stops by um stops by somewhere around the high school and he picks up uh picks up miss sylvan and she and she rides shotgun and uh, she opens the door and she says greg lori and they both get in and they both uh all all one two three four five uh so it's so it's Lonzel, Misty, AJ, Percy, Marcy Marshall, and sitting next to AJ, and uh, Penelope sitting very far away from Percy. You all <clears throat> leave the residential area, and you get on you get on the road in small town suburban America, and uh, having lived here for years, you know that Cypress, Oklahoma, is a town of a of about maybe 15,000, maybe 20,000 people. There's a big interstate close by that you used to get to the big city, which is maybe three hours away. But, uh, you know, it's kind of What's out, the big city in, the in Oklahoma of the woods. Anyway? What is the big city in Oklahoma? Tulsa. Tulsa. Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City. Either, either or. Either way. Maybe you're three hours from Tulsa. But... Pretty flat land, uh, trees, um, maybe the occasional, maybe the occasional stream. If if one runs either uh, far enough from the Ozarks or from up north, um, but you get in the car. It's very. It's about maybe let's say about seven a.m. Pretty early. You start driving uh, east uh, to uh, Foxtail state park on mm. the east side of town and mr newsom says does anybody want to sing a bus song negative ghost rider oh <laughs> uh, yeah. no thanks i i'd prefer to watch the fields so all all eight of you drive drive to the park in dead silence uh <laughs> and then you park you all pick up your gear and you're looking at uh, Foxdale State Park, the entrance sign, and um, it's a little, uh, it's a little dirt trail. Mr. Newsom carries some things. Miss Sylvan carries some things. Uh, they load up Mr. Baldwin with the majority of the gear because this is his job. <laughs> and uh, you all get on the road, uh, the trail rather, and you start what you perceive to be heading north. And along the way. Mr. Newsom uh, 
says, you know what? This would be a good time to go over some frog facts. Uh... So, given that this is a science camping trip, we're going to talk about frogs while we're hiking this beautiful trail. And it is a beautiful trail. You know, there's sun shining through the trees. Um, it's it's late spring, early summer, so there's still kind of like that haze, kind of like that fuzz in the air. You know, there's a wind like blowing through the leaves, and you get some some birds chirping in the distance, and some leaves crunching under under your feet. And um, it was hot in town. Already, it's hot. But actually, the further you go into the forest, the temperature starts to cool off, and it actually feels really, really good you're walking along and uh and mr newsom says uh mr johnson frogs are part of kingdom animalia but which phylum do they belong to amphibia Ooh, close they belong to class amphibia but they belong to phylum chordata in fact wah 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 so he keeps talking and you go <laughs> further down the path Maybe, maybe a little bit down, you guys, you guys take a left and then you keep talking and then you guys take a right and your the elevation seems to be going up, seems to be going up. And uh, Mr. Newsom's, oh, Mr. Hargrove, Mr. Hargrove. Yes? The skin of many frogs contain mild toxic substances to make themselves unpalatable to predators. Do you know what these toxins are called? Uh, personally, Manders does not know. Percy might know. I'd like to try to roll comprehend and see if I remember <laughs> anything from school. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Come on, baby, give me my two mind dice. No, oh, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh. Mr. Hargrove, I look forward to having you in my class <laughs> next year. Maybe <laughs> I'll sign you up for some extra labs. Uh, they are called <laughs> bufotoxins, and uh-huh. they are made wah, 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 wah. <laughs> wait, wait, I might, Percy might actually need to know this for next year's <laughs> extra labs. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> better, better, better write that down. <laughs> so, so you guys keep going. You keep going. Take another left, and you go farther down. Maybe like half another, like another half mile, and then you take another right. And yet, the elevation keeps keeps rising. Uh, but at this point, there's a little bit of sweat. But maybe it's like maybe it's dropped down to seventy degrees. Mr. Baldwin. Yes, what is the difference between a frog and a toad? The the fro- frogs have extendable adhesive tongues. Toads do not. Miss Sylvan cuts you off. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She says, actually, there is no scientific consensus, and the distinction is informal. What? Really? What? <laughs> Maybe oh. in the eighties it was. Mr. Newsom says you may also be wah 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 wah. And you guys we really keep need to know this stuff, GM. We have our kids need to know this. Well, you are being lectured actively, and yet no one is taking notes. We can't. We're walking. 
so wah, 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 as you keep hike, 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 you go up, 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 up. And Mr. Newsom says, uh, Miss Marshall, frogs are found on every continent except, and she, uh, staring longingly at Mr. Johnson, says, Antarctica? Correct. In fact, in modern day Turkey, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> So you guys take a left and um, you keep walking forwards. Miss Harrison, last question. Mm. Yes. Some frogs, such as the wood frog, can even survive being frozen. Ice crystals form under their skin, but the essential organs are protected from freezing by high concentration of what substance? Um. Oh gosh, I, I have no idea, I'm sorry. Antifreeze? Well, I look forward to having you in my science class as well. Though apparently lifeless, wah, 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 wah. Wait, what's the Wait, answer? Is it salt? It's glucose. Glucose, glucose. oh, you're being cool. Idiots. <laughs> you didn't even know about Cordado, okay? Frickin', frickin' Mongols. So you, uh, you, you crest, you crest the, uh, the hill there, okay, and you walk up, and, um, you see your campsite open up before you, and there's, um, this is what you see, and I'm gonna drop the link in, um, right now that's pretty yeah this is where you'll be spending the night okay now is it just me or does this look familiar uh i don't know does it so Mm. every part of camping is a little bit of fun but it's also a little bit of work and there are going to be some tasks to be done so Miss Sylvan and Mr. Newsom say there are four camping tasks. Someone's got to pitch the tent, start the fire, cook the hot dogs, and tell a campfire story. So who is doing what? I'll obviously start the fire. AJ will start the fire. As I have a magnesium fire starter kit. I'll cook yeah. some hot dogs. Oh, my God. I'll set the mood with some music from my boombox, actually. That's not one of the tasks. Okay, what were the other tasks? I'll tell the story. Okay. Percy will tell the campfire story, and that means Alonzo will pitch the tents. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All righty. All righty. So everybody gets set out to work, and the scene, the music for this scene is Kurt So Good. Oh, God. John Cougar Mellencamp. All right. Mr. Baldwin, you're going to have to set up some tents. So. Let me have you roll body and force. Let me know what you got. I got three successes. Three successes? Huh? Yeah, I have a 10. Ooh, very nice. Uh, you all will be sleeping very comfortably tonight, and you will probably suffer no conditions that any um, powers that be may have inflicted upon you had Mr. Baldwin failed miserably to set up tents for the evening. (laughs) 
So AJ will start the fire, but he does not have to roll for this. He would have had to roll. Um, he would have had to roll some calculate to start this fire. But given that he has adequately prepared for this trip, <laughs> you guys have a beautiful uh, fire going. And this is what your... I, I interject this... real quick and say, hey, Age, good job on that campfire. Between that and my tent, we're going to be sleeping like kings tonight, man. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have dropped a link. This is Thanks, what man. your fire Thanks, looks Lonzo. like. Thanks, Lonzo. Way to set up all those tents so fast. You're so... The muscles, it must be genetic. <laughs> oh, I, just, I just work hard. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so the, fu- the fire is in the chat. That's what fire Ooh, looks like. What? It feels good to look at. The, the picture of the fire is in the chat. You know, it hurts so good really does improve the mood. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. playing on YouTube in the background. It's pretty good. So... Actually, before uh, Mr. Hargrove tells uh, a campfire story, uh, we're going to have Ms. Harrison cook the hot dogs. So, All right. please roll a tinker roll. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Burn uh, your points. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, can I um, re-roll that with a luck point? You may use a luck point, just erase it from your character sheet. Yeah, because I only have one in tech, and I have zero in tinker, so I'm probably not going to help myself, but one more time. Uh, All right. Fair, dis- fair, fair disclosure, uh, except Annalisa's character, I actually don't know... And I don't look at what you guys put in your stats when I design these encounters. Nice. Mm. When we get to the tech lab, we're going to have a fun time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Are we going to roll those dice or what? Can I roll? Can I re-roll one more time? Is that allowed? Or can you only use one luck per? You can only use one luck per, but you can push. No, I'm okay. It's not that important. You don't want uh, okay. Everybody's going to be pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to have food for the evening? Missy, this guy is just sick her Yo, I had basketball practice on today. I need some food. I'm hungry. I brought you a popsicles. That's what you're going to treat me to? Wait, you didn't buy me popsicles? Missy, you need to stick your popsicles. You need to stick your hand uh, in the fire I, and become I, injured I, I for be, I built this fire for nothing. I mean, it's not that we're not going to have hot dogs, right? I'm not There's eating raw hot dogs. <laughs> that is not sanitary. I'm not eating a raw hot dog. Wow. Wait, but, but if I push, then does that mean that I might literally have zero rolls if I have to do something tech because I only have one? And, and, uh, and... Maybe. Oh, my God. This is, this is the introductory module. Okay, fine. I'm pushing. I'll just all push. right. Check Hell off. Yeah. Check off a condition. Which one do you uh, check off? Um. Okay, I failed. So I'm upset now. Okay. <laughs> so did you roll any successes? No. You can push again if you'd like. To get the upset condition. <laughs> yeah. Uh. You could also get exhausted. I mean, like, try to cook these hot dogs so much. <laughs> 
Okay, fine. One more time. You can also get scared because I'm getting real fucking mad. <laughs> Man, I failed again. Wait, right. wait. When is a teacher gonna step in and be okay. like, okay? Okay. If you look, if you look at your cheat sheet, you can also iconic item. You can. You've already pushed. You've already locked. Oh, you can virtue vice. You can. Wait, what? I forgot about the iconic item, and I forgot about virtue and vice. Damn it. <laughs> Oh that's God. that's why we have the introductory module. Mm. <laughs> what what would you like to do? Um, you should be scared because I'm getting angry, but you're about to get oh. injured. You're about to get can injured make, too. Can I make cooking a virtue? Uh, no, cooking is not that is not a virtue. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, it be, it best be for you, woman. I mean, it needs wait, to be. It needs to be wait, applicable to the situation, though. Wait. Uh, what about gourmet or gourmand? No, no, no. Something like uh, so, you know, something like um. I don't know what's a, what's a good word for persistent, like um. Tenacious. Tenacious, like that's a virtue. Would that help me in this case? Depends oh, on how you cook in the hot dogs. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna say that I am tenacious because I think it actually does apply for my character. I'm gonna make that a virtue. Okay, so in exchange, you would receive an automatic success. Oh, thank God! For cooking these hot dogs. Do I still have to take the, the? Do I still have to do the two, the two minus or the two conditions for pushing? Yeah. Twice. Yep. We might have to change the virtue later because I'm not sure how often that virtue will come up. And really, tenacious is not really a virtue. Virtue is like honesty or something, right? No. I think you could argue that it is. Okay. All right. So on your character sheet where you see uh, pride, cross out pride and write virtue and say determined. All right. Okay. You cook the hot dogs. And, in and despite some bumbling and maybe some dirt... And uh, maybe a, maybe a couple of burns, and maybe just getting really just really stressed out right now, and that you just need everybody just to back off a little bit. <laughs> just leave me with the hot dogs. Everybody, everybody gets hot dogs tonight. Huh. Thus sparing uh, you and the powers that be inflicting everybody else with a condition for having skipped dinner. Wait, why do we? Why do we get a condition? No, you would have. You had. You didn't have dinner. Oh, that's right. That's um, what I said. Well, now I'm upset and I'm exhausted, but at least we have hot dogs, I guess. Yeah, you were about, you to, be, you were, you were, you were about to be injured if you didn't succeed. <laughs> oh, Mr. Mr. Hargrove. So you know, uh, Mr. Newsom's Mr. Newsom's in his in his Coleman chair, and he's he's cracked open a beer, and Miss Sylvan still has her aviators on, even though the sun has that uh, a while ago. She would. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Hargrove, the floor is yours. So, I I watched uh, Misty try to cook these hot dogs. Excuse me, they turned out. And <laughs> honestly, I'm going to retell the story in a very horrific manner. <laughs> All right. All right. Roll, 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 uh, roll charm just for the fun of it. Okay, that's four for me. Oh, I didn't. I failed. I'm going to roll a point. You're going to what? 
I'm gonna roll luck point. I out okay, of four, I should have gotten. Okay. I should have so, gotten one. So, so luck point means he rolls re-rolls all four. No, you re-roll failed, huh? Which are all four in that case? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, the same exact fucking thing. I'm pushing. <laughs> I'm pushing. Okay. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to scared. I spooked myself with my own friggin' story. Uh huh. There we go. That's the one success I was looking for. <laughs> Somehow, retelling the story immediately after the fact is equally as entertaining as watching it happen live. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. as you tell the story, um, you notice uh, Marcy just taking a little bit more notice of Percy. A little bit. Her eyes have, have become unglued a little bit. From Mr. Johnson. Wait, where's my, where's my, uh, where's my sister? Is she entertained by this? Penelope is not interested. Of course not. Uh, is she on yes. her own? Sorry, I brought it up for a reason. My bad. <laughs> All right. So she, um, I mean, she's drinking her, her, her little soft drink and she's sitting in the circle, you know, staring at the, fire but she's she's uninterested in uh the fact because she's 15 years old and she's on a camping trip with a bunch of 12 year olds on saturday night just because her dad promised to help her get her learner's permit so she while present is uninterested. Mm. You can't and the night that. goes on. The night goes on, and you know the the you guys banter and you laugh, and eventually you settle down. It's kind of like a comfortable silence as you stare into the embers uh, that the fire has kind of now died down into. And the and the music for the upcoming scene is "Lights" by the band Journey. Mm. When the <clears throat> go down. So you all kind of turn your chairs and over the ridge where the tree is, there's a fire and underneath the ridge is actually um, a little bit less of a river and more like a stream, but it's kind of a pretty wide stream and you listen to kind of the 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 creaking of the bugs and the soft background of of the stream kind of bubbling underneath you and um it com- comes into a silence but does anybody want to uh, you know introduce or say anything about themselves to the other players uh get to know each other a little bit more it's open question so percy you're on the baseball team right yeah i'm on the little league team um oh cool i'm on the softball team so Nice. What do you play? Oh, shortstop. Oh, me too. Really? Wow. Okay. That's cool. Nice. Hey, well, I just want both of y'all to know. uh, Being shortstop on the baseball team means you're pretty much the best player. But I do have to tell you, basketball is the future. Is that so? How do you mean? 
basketball is what's going to get you a good college. It's going to get you a good career if you make it to the pros. Baseball, maybe not so much. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know about that. I think they're both pretty equally valid. While you guys know that the Cypress Junior High ladies softball team is doing very well, actually, um, in a previous uh, this previous season, uh, Percy's baseball team. What happened? What happened this this last big game? Um. Well, we. I think we qualified for regionals as well, but like since we're a little league team and we're not associated with like the schools and stuff, we're a little bit more lax. Um. But like we we were like second in the region, so we have to do a playoff with the other little league teams to see who like wins the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, those playoffs are like happening in a week or so. Or two weeks, something like that. But, you know, if we do well there, then we could, like, actually go to the, you know, state and then regional and then, like, all the way up to the Little League World Series. Which, mm-hmm. you know, if we do well there. Who knows? Very cool. Good luck. Thanks. Good luck with you. Thank you. Marcy turns to... Adam and says, you know, speaking of Adam, I don't, I don't see you after school a whole lot. Do you do anything for fun after school? Well, I don't play any sports. Uh, yeah, I could tell. Well, I'm guaranteed to go to college, so um, <laughs> that's there's that. But anyway, um, yeah, no, I'm mostly reading. So yeah, that's why you wouldn't see me around. She says, you're so smart. Tell me what you read so I can read it. Oh you probably wouldn't understand. Wow. <laughs> you know, you're probably you're probably right. <laughs> maybe you can maybe you can tutor me during school as well. <laughs> and then uh, Penelope rolls her eyes enormously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's my sister. Oh my god. So the the moon gets really high. You guys uh you guys go to go to the tents. There's four tents. Uh one for the boys, one for the three boys, one for the three girls. Uh the girls' tent is right next to Miss Sylvan's tent, and the boys' tent is right next to Mr. Newsom's tent, and you are are separated by uh the campfire. And you all get in your beds and, uh, well, not beds, sleeping bags. You all get in your sleeping bags, tired from the long day of uh, being being quizzed and, and failing, and but succeeding <laughs> in all the camping tasks. Failing, but ultimately and succeeding. And you're Failing, but ultimately succeeding. Um, and you go to sleep. At some unknown point in the night, the four of you wake up to hear what sounds like a very deep groaning croak. And then maybe 10 seconds later, another croak. Very, very periodic. It seems to beckon you from 
actually from the trail where you came from this morning. What do you do? I assume it's just frogs. Misty mm. goes back to sleep? Yeah, I go back to sleep. I'm like, ah, oh, frogs. Okay. Mr. Johnson? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're in nature. A lot of noises. I wake up for a second and go back to sleep. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh. I wake up, AJ, turn on my flashlight, and say, let's go check this out. Pretty annoying, but I'll <laughs> go with you. <laughs> oh, whoops. I didn't mean to wake up. Yeah, let's just go with AJ. Mr. Hargo. Uh, yeah, I I guess, um, I don't know, is that a frog? Because, you know, I brought a camcorder just for this specific moment. You are reminded of your dad's loud beer belly voice. So, the three boys get up from their tent. Can I come now? I don't want to be the only one left out. Uh, yeah, on the way, I go to Missy's tent and I quietly wake her up so that I don't wake up the teachers until oh, we're going uh, to investigate. Um, do you sure wake up NPCs? Uh, Marcy and uh, Penelope. Uh, well, Marcy doesn't wake up, and if Penelope did wake up, she doesn't care. It's <laughs> true. She would give no so, shit. All right, thanks, Lonzo. All right, go along. The four of you go back towards towards the trail, and you head off, and you hear it in front of you, but off trail. You're going to have to venture into the woods. Do you choose to do so? Well, the guy with the flashlight says yes. Yeah, I've got the flashlight. The flashlight says yes. Let's do it to it. So you head off, and you hear the croaks are getting louder, but they seem to go all around you. And in front of you, the trail is gone. And you look behind you, and the trail is also gone. All you see around you are trees, leaves, and branches. Someone should have a compass. The trees grow denser and denser and denser. The sound goes louder and louder and louder, but equally rhythmic. What it begins to sound like is less of a frog croaking and more like a distorted kind of snare drum. Snare kind of drum? Like you, yeah, like a really distorted snare drum. Still rhythmic, but seems to be getting faster and faster. And where it was once cool, now it begins to get very hot. And you walk closer into the dense, into the dense woods and... Um, Right in front of you is just a wall, wall of like a like a chain link fence, but with with kind of like vines growing all over it. And you kind of see behind the leaves of the vines a very thick, a pulsing red light. What do you do? Ooh, I gotta record this. I gotta record <laughs> this. I can't believe my dad was right. Yeah, I say everybody down to uh to climb over it. Oh, we're being that brave. Okay. Yeah, sure. You I guess so. Notice before you start climbing, at the top there's barbed wire. Oh. Mm. Oh, well we this can't is climb some it. Real shit. Or maybe not, yeah. 
Yeah, I think maybe we should try to find a gate or something. You, prob- that we can break you, you probably you probably can climb over it. We just gotta throw someone's, you know, extra clo- cloth over the barbed wire, and then we can all hop over. Yeah, I guess we're all in pajamas, though, so that's. Hmm. I for- I forgot to mention that all, all right. of you took your items with you. Is it all of our items? Yeah, even the box. Okay. <laughs> great. Jared's gonna have to get in front of guards and just be like, "Listen to this boombox, guys! Isn't it yeah, great? Right. Good music, huh?" Uh, so I guess, uh, yeah, throw my shirt over the barbed wire so I can try to climb it. Throw your shirt over the barbed wire. Okay. You lose your shirt. You do so, but the powers that be still warn you that it's not very effective. You're still gonna get pretty scratched up. Should we just like walk along the fence until we find like like a gate or something? Yeah, I think we should just follow the fence. Can I can I get my shirt back though? Yeah, yeah you, can, you can pull it, pull it, but it's got some holes in it now. I'm not gonna pull it. I'm I'm gonna climb up the fence and carefully pull my shirt off the barbed wire so I don't get a bunch of holes in it. Okay. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> you you walk down one length of the of the fence and you walk down the other. And it just goes on and on and on. It almost like a circular, almost like a circle. But you actually don't complete the circle because it's very long. Uh, Although along the sides, you have. do notice signs. Private property, no trespassing. Huh. Just because it's private don't mean it's not suspicious. Hmm. So you said it's a fence covered with with vines and a red pulsing light behind yes, it. Yes, and barbed wire. And the temperature and, and the and temperature is rising. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we could come back during the day. I'm having trouble figuring out any way to get around this other than digging, which doesn't really. I'm not really up for that. I don't think. Uh, Alan grows increasingly for- distressed, as if. Something was struggling against something else. Wait, what's increasing distress? The sound. Mm. Okay, I look at the base of the fence and see how deep it is into the ground. It looks like you can dig. Mm. Alright, we're digging. So, I can investigate. I suspect that there's probably something um, around this area that we can use to get us around the fence. Roll those dice. Alright, so I have two in investigate and five in mine. I mean, seven. Seven dice, right? Two sixes. You look around, and you notice uh, two things. One, that one of the trees is heavily, heavily vined. And if enough of you pull down, you can kind of drape over the barbed wire fence and climb over safely. And in fact, there's so much foliage that you can climb over and climb back. Kind of like a makeshift ladder. What you also notice is an owl that seems to be an owl that stares at and that stares at the red light beyond the fence. But the owl doesn't move. Where is the owl? On a tree branch on one of the trees. Like a real owl? Roll investigate. Okay. Um uh, so have one six. 
you see that the feathers are artificial and that it doesn't move. And that, in fact, his eyes don't move as well. In fact, instead of eyes, you see like little lenses. Oh, so it's a camera. Creepy. What would you like to do? I'd, I can, uh, I'd like to roll and comprehend this piece of information. What you got? So I got five in mind, three in comprehend, so that's eight. Roll it. One six. A six? Yes, one six. So what you decide to do is you decide to take a closer look at it. So you pick up one of the rocks on the ground, and you throw it at it, and surprisingly, it knocks off and falls on the ground. And you pick up this, this owl, which is clearly mechanical. And it's a camera, albeit a portable one. And at the bottom are the initials MHI. As far as you can tell, mm -hmm. the camera is still functioning. You didn't damage it too much, but that's all you learn for now until you get back to a safe spot and investigate it further. Mm, okay. The red light continues to pulse, and the temperature is almost like midday Texas hot. So should we climb? I think we should climb over. All four of you climb over and yeah. into the clearing. And now you're all sweating because of the heat coming from the middle of this clearing. The trees around you are actually all in the back. And the moonlight shines straight upon what looks like a fuse box. But <clears throat> it's clearly the source of the heat because red light is glowing from in between of the of the cover of this fuse box and it's shaking and it's croaking at you and as soon as you get close enough the door um the door bursts open uh the tiny door it's it's only by like a like maybe a 14 inch um by eight inch door and inside the fuse box is it seems like a little console with a red light and a green light and the red light it's glowing, and there are wires coming down the bottom of the console. And the wires, instead of being still, they're writhing as if they have life. And I dropped an image in the, in the lobby chat. The wires form, kind of twist into words. And this is what you see. Oh. oh. The scene ends with music from the police. Message in a bottle. Oh my god. Message in a bottle. bottle. And <laughs> the the chapter ends for tonight. Dab. Wow. Oh, you know I gotta bump the police on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh. So wait, you said that the wires were like rattling against the, the door? The door? There is an epilogue if you want to do the epilogue now or, or, or next time. The epilogue is very, very short. Can't really hear anything over the sound of Sting's uh, uh, <laughs> velvety voice. <laughs> sure, epilogue. Epilogue? Yeah, epilogue. Is okay with a very short epilogue? Yes, you need to do the epilogue. Okay, so, okay. Hello, the wires spell out. And then the red light Fades, fades down, and the green light comes on. 
And what it's trying to do is it's trying to twist its its wires into it seems like it's trying to communicate with you. It says input, input, input. The wire says input. What does the party do? So I'd like to comprehend the new message. The roll. Roll them dice. Alright, so that's once again. Um I'm at eight die. One six. One six? Yeah. It so what it does now is it changes words. It says it says input. Then it says uh, structure. Input structure. And then it says form. F-O-R-M, form. And then it flashes vessel, V-E-S-S-E-L, vessel, input, structure, vessel, form, structure, input. Does anybody have, like, what would be something like calculate, good calculator? I have a guess. What What if it wants to, um, what if it's trying to find a place to go? Hmm. I have a camera and I have a camcorder on me. Mm-hmm. Is it still like glowing red hot? No, no, the temperature's cooled. Okay. Sorry, I was literally listening to police too loud, so I'm not really sure what's going on right now. <laughs> the the fuse boss is flashing words at you. Input, structure, form, vessel, structure, form, vessel. D- can we communicate with it? You can step up to it, and it seems to react to uh, something on your body. Like oh. something on all of our bodies, or something in particular, like one of us in particular? Give it a try. It does not seem threatening. Uh, yeah, I step up to it. I say, form human, vessel heart. Mm, it it buzzes, and it's, it says, mm, input, output. Input, output. I'm just going to give it the freaking camcorder. Mm, it flashes red briefly. Hmm. Not what I was looking for. Maybe I can investigate this a little further to see if there's any subtle details we aren't seeing. There is time. There does not now seem to be any threat. So I will answer any questions you might have about it. Okay. So is there is it the only one? Like is there is it just this one fuse box that's being protected by this giant fence? Like is there anything else back here? Currently, you have not traveled further back to the woods to find out. In front of you is only this fuse box. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I can't really figure it out. Flashing input output. Okay, it still so seems it. to react towards something that you're holding on holding. Maybe my, my, my binoculars, person? my binoculars. Yeah. Well, I said, I said human and heart and mm. it changed what you it was hold out there. Your binoculars and it flashes, it flashes a couple of red lights. I'll try my, my Walkman and my notebook each. Your, your, your notebook gets a red light. Your Walkman gets a green light. Oh, Try the right. boombox. 
Yeah, I put my boombox up to boom it. Your boombox gets a green light. But Manders, one of Manders, or um, Percy's, it, was it the camcorder? The camcorder, camcorder got, got a red, red light. I haven't tried the I haven't tried the camera though. Can't try the camera. Oh wait, the camera got a red light. The, of course, you get a green light because the camera gets a green light. Gotcha. Okay. Wait, what? Oh, it's electronics. Cameras back then weren't actually electronic, so the no, camcorder you, should work. You have, but, a, you have yeah. a photo camera and a tape recorder, not a camcorder. I don't know what is a tape recorder. It's like an audio recorder. Like okay. remember how you used to okay. record things on your cassette tapes? I don't, but now that I think about it, I did. I did record like the, a little toy as uh, many songs in Zeno Gears. Yeah, no, I I, I remember. That. Yeah, yeah. I the tape recorder I gets a new light. But you said the camera did it. The camera does not. The film camera does not. Hmm. So yeah. I guess it must be. So, so as you hold the items up to the fuse box, it tries to extend wires towards the three items. Oh. The party must choose which one the fuse box will access. Uh, boombox, I think, clearly. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll let it access the boombox and maybe we can turn the tape recorder on. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. All right. I know my dad wants to hear about this. Okay. <laughs> um, weird stuff. So you place the boombox next to the fuse box, and the wires detach themselves from... They remain attached to the console, but they detach themselves from the rest of the fuse box and thread towards inside the wiring of the boombox. And then the boombox comes to life. It starts... Like it starts playing music? It does start playing music. What does it start playing? What does it start playing? What's what's Lonzo uh, Taylor? It, it start it starts playing Grandmaster Flash the message. Oh my god. Oh god. So as 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 the song is playing, here's what you understand about this. It seems to be a very simple artificial intelligence. And I'm gonna need Mr. Johnson to roll a um, program roll. Program roll. All right. Well, this is not looking good. I got two in tech. Okay. Two, three, and two. All right. So I'm going to um, use one of my luck points to roll again. Mm-hmm. No, didn't get it. Um. Yeah, it's cool. I'm going to push this roll. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I got it. One, One six. six. Perfect. So what condition did I... So well, how this is going to work is it seems that you can program this intelligence to communicate with you on a limited vocabulary. For the next session, talk to me, but ideally amongst yourselves, you can program this boombox to communicate 32 words, eight words for each player you can program into this artificial intelligence. And that is how this intelligence will communicate with you using 32 words. So you have to, so we can choose 32 words and those are the only words it can use to talk to yes. us. 
So that's eight words for each player. And let me know the words, and um, next time the AI will be able to communicate with you using more than Grandmaster Flash. <laughs> Google Doc, maybe. And that's it. That's that's the end of tonight. Nice. Wow. Nice. Nice, man. Oh, question. So I know that luck points are going to refresh in the next session, but what about conditions? No, they will not refresh. Conditions, you will have to heal. Can we? So, so I pushed my roll, but I succeeded, so I got no condition. The cost to push is a condition. Oh, so how do I decide what condition I gain from pushing that roll? Just check one. You think you can pick any, pick of, any of them? I would try to role play it though. Yeah, role play it for scared. extra for extra feeling. Yeah, so you could be like, maybe I'm scared of this thing and I push through it. Maybe I'm exhausted because you know it's the middle of the night. Yep, I I was gonna do exhausted, so that's what Excellent. I did. Excellent. You know, you're trying to program things like in the middle of the night, you're dirty, you just dug through a hole in the ground. <laughs> Wait, one more uh, question. So I know you said that we need a, an adult for healing, but sleeping, like resting, doesn't heal. It has to be an adult. Yes. Okay. I mean, well, at least we have two adults at the campsite, but still. Grandmaster Flash's song is six minutes long. <laughs> Going. That's living history right there. Well, I don't know <laughs> anymore, but that's history.